Hello and welcome to the Neo News Today podcast. I'm your host, Dylan of Neo News Today. In episode 44 of the NNT pod, I spoke with Vitor Coelho, one of the founding members of Neo Research. Neo Research is a community that takes an academic approach to researching the complexities of Neo's consensus mechanism and offering solutions. In this episode, Vitor and I talked about the Neo Research team and its founding, the recently published MILP academic journal article, thought that has gone into the third iteration of DBFT, upcoming Neo 3 modules and changes, Neo Research's post Neo 3 launch plans, and much more. So I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. Hey guys, what's going on? Dylan with the Neo News Today podcast. Today we are lucky to have Vitor Coelho on joining us from Neo Research. How are you doing today, Vitor? I'm fine and happy to talk to you again after months at at home. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Good to interact with you, Dylan. So the last time we got to kind of hang out and talk and see one another was in Shanghai last year for the Neo Community Assembly. Um, We've also gotten to hang out at DevCon 2 in Seattle. Um, So I know who you are, but for those who are maybe newer to the ecosystem or just want to hear a little bit more about um, who you are and who your team is, can you tell us about Neo Research and can you tell us about your background? Uh, I'm from Brazil, for those who, who don't know. And my background is on contra and automation engineering, and my PhD was on electrical engineering. Uh, mostly what I work with was optimization. And since I come from the academia, uh, our story with blockchain started with things related to academia. We had a project that we still did not finish. It was to, to put science on the blockchain. And during this path in creating this project, we we start to use new blockchain and we created an online compiler called new compiler. And that's where we are now <laughs> until nowadays, basically like, uh, 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 trying to, to have the correct tools to design the software as we want, because I, I'm not saying that we can't, but each time that we dig into new, we see that we're going to have more tools. And an example of that, is NewFS, for example. NewFS is something that's going to help us a lot in achieving uh, science on the blockchain because we have like needs for oracles, needs for for storing data. And, and each time more, we are trying to improve our tools for making that project reality. And in the middle of this path, we, start, we started a relationship with New Foundation at that time, it was Peter Lin, uh, Eric Jan, and Darren Fay, and we met in Australia. And uh, the idea of raising a community focus on research came through, and we we focus on that for almost two years now. Awesome. So, how did you choose the Neo blockchain versus a lot of the other options that were available at the time? At the time, uh, what what 
what made us to choose new was the free transactions because we thought our oh, science should be free and and it it was 2017 2000 uh, beginning of 2017 and the it's still nowadays we see the the wave of defi and we see a lot of engagement we have from the users from investors in defi and a barrier that ethereum needs to face now is the high fees because sometimes people want to deposit in the vault like some couple of dollars and the transaction fee is seven dollars sometimes it's, it's even more according to the complexity of the operation you are doing so we see that transaction fees in ethereum are still a problem nowadays mm-hmm. uh, in in new we I'm not saying it's really free because we 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 had problems with that on new two, but recently on DeFi we even increased that limit in order that Flamingo could run smoothly. But uh, that's a, a trade-off that I'm not sure where where we're gonna end up on L3 if we are going to have slots for free transactions or not because there is a trade-off that we need to protect the network and we should have free transactions. I, 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 as a scientist, I think we can have tools for allowing free transactions. That's for sure. Like, uh, my background, as I said, is optimization and machine learning. So, each time there is an attack, uh, we have free transactions, people are attacking the network. Uh, I, I think about how can we create a machine learning tool integrated on chain that can block that attack. So it's a two line of evolution. Like I, I'm on the line that I prefer to allow free transactions and we face the problem, we try to solve the problem. And because I, I believe that a network like new, where we have like specific agents, which are consensus nodes, uh, they are interested in being consensus nodes because they have other benefits. Sometimes they hold new and they want to keep the network. Sometimes because they are a big company, they want to 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 say that that they are uh, connected with blockchain. So they they have their own interests, and I believe that a network can run like that. And and due to this nature that new has, we can have free transactions. But I'm not sure about the future. Yeah. Before we dive into a little bit more of the specifics that Neo Research does on the Neo blockchain, um, your brother Igor, you, you're you're two of five, um, <laughs> but the both of you work on Neo Research along with uh, other members of the team. But but both of you are core are core contributors to the Neo uh, blockchain, and and um, you you contribute a lot to GitHub. So how and. How do you and Igor decide who's going to work on what on Neo mm-hmm. Research, and how do you kind of decide who develops or who codes um, specific modules or or, or mm-hmm. whatever sort of development it is? Mm-hmm. What's the relationship like, and and how do you uh, decide who does what? Uh, that's a very good question, Dylan. Thank you, and it's it's very interesting because. Igor has always been my advisor since the undergraduation. Like in my old brother as well, Bruno, uh, he's always have been teaching me. And most, mostly Igor is an advisor. Igor is the guy who you can ask any question and, and he's he going to search for that. And he has an incredible background in programming. 
His programming skills in C++ are outstanding. And every time I have a problem, I call Igor because he's going to know how to solve. But Igor is a professor nowadays. He's fully dedicated to that. So Igor never wanted to be a core developer. And I don't believe he really is. But this is a kind of, let's say, a recognition that New Foundation gave to me and Igor. But at the beginning, we, we, we told them, no, we don't want to be core developers because we have things that we do here in Brazil. We cannot dedicate to the project. And especially my brother. My brother has been always clear uh, about that and say, no, I, I'm professor. I'm not core developer. But this is something that New Foundation gave him the title because of the ideas he gives to the project because Ego mostly contributes with issues. And both of us are not experts in C Sharp. So... We try to program. Sometimes we find, we fix things, we, we can review codes. But I, I think that mostly we have been uh, acting as core developers by reading, giving motivation, uh, directing the development in, in, in things we believe. And in new research, we talk a lot. Like we talk with my, my old brothers as well, because my, my, my old brothers are very good in electronics. And every Christmas, every meeting we have, we talk a lot about things to do. And, and that's how we work here in Brazil. Like uh, recently, a guy from NGD came to Brazil, Van Yong Chan. He's a researcher in NGD. And he's staying in Brazil before the pandemic. It was like November. And he stayed with us for one month. We brought him to different universities. He gave classes. And he saw how it works in Brazil. Like, uh, we, 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 we meet people every week. Now in the pandemic, it's harder. But when uh, it's normal life and we go to university, we have meetings, we have seminars, and we spread the word. And that, that's how we believe that we contribute to the new community, by spreading that the project has potential, uh, by spreading this to young students, to, to PhD, to master's students. And... And there are many things happening here in Brazil. I think soon there will be a podcast with my brother Igor. He's, he's working with, like, uh, he, he's acting in a, in a group here in Brazil uh, dedicated to blockchain. I think he's going to give us insight about that soon. And that's it. Awesome. Yeah. And our listeners can go back to uh, Neo News Today coverage and see a little bit about um, those presentations that you gave when the NGD representative flew out to Brazil. And wow. beginning back in 2018, Neo Research has always been very um, community oriented, like local community oriented, going into the going into classrooms, hosting events, um, doing uh, not necessarily hackathons, but workshops so I've definitely been following along with the great on-the-ground work that your team has been doing. And you kind of brought up um, a really interesting point that you and your brother are not necessarily like quote-unquote code monkeys. You're not in, in the weeds like developing code. But on GitHub, you guys are contributing to a lot of conversations. And you are contributing to the, the development and the growth of the blockchain itself some of the largest contributions that I personally believe you guys have made is towards Neo's unique consensus mechanism, delegated Byzantine fault tolerance. And so I kind of want to 
go a little bit more and talk about some of some of the great work that you guys have done. It's very high level. It's mathematic. It's computational, and it's helping directly make the consensus mechanism uh, more safe and maybe even faster. So maybe you could share a little bit about the work that your team has done with studying, researching, and improving NEO's consensus mechanism, DBFT. Thank you, Jill. That's another very good point. Thank you for introducing that. Before we reply to the BFT, I want just to, to, to come back a little bit because you mentioned that we were active in South America. Then I want to, to use this opportunity to say hello to Larry there, uh, Malcolm, Malcolm Larry there, and Tamar Salan, who were like working with NGD uh, back that time, 2018, 2019. And they came here to South America, helping us to organize events in Chile, in, in Uruguay. And because of them, that we were really active at that time. I want to say hello to them if they are listening. And anyway, the community may be aware of them. And coming back to the, to the topic about the mathematical programming model and consensus, that's true. Since the beginning, we, we like a lot the challenge of improving the consensus. Uh, we thought about many things that could be done to optimize the, the way the mempool face the transactions, the way the mempool organize transactions. But at the end, we didn't dig much into that. And we directly dig into the nature of the DBFT and how it's related to history. And recently, uh, we were really, really happy because we, this mathematical model is something like that. We created the idea, we started to, to create this mathematical model, discretize it, we, because it's a discretized mathematical model. It's not mathematical proofs uh, formally, th that ones that we formally know that uh, have uh, sets and you can prove that a set has intersection with the other and that will never, that will happen, that condition. Uh, we, we are dealing with an optimization technique called mixed integer linear programming that we discretize the simulation, we discretize the possible events, and we try to, to prove for a small scale that that possibilities will happen. For example, the possibility of sparks that we used to face on, on new one year ago before the BFT2. We can now prove mathematically that our model uh, solved that. And, and th that's very interesting approach because this model, we didn't believe it would work. Like it took us one year and a half for to have the model working because uh, it's something that you need lucky. You need lucky. Like you start to create the model, then your brain starts to get hot a lot. Then you say, oh man, this will not work. Then you stay three months without working on that. Then you come back and one day the mathematical model was done. And, and then recently we, we had the opportunity to, to, to migrate this model from a classical programming language called AMPL. Uh, to Python. In this Python project uh, was created by a guy from, from a professor here in my town. It's called Arodo Gambini. He created this framework and this was very good for us because gave us the credibility that our model was correct because this guy is a great mathematician. He is now moving to Seattle, by the way, uh, for, for working in Amazon, I think, for some couple of 
of years, months. He he's still engaged as professor here, I believe. And this is a guy who taught me along my life. And recently he 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 helped us to migrate this model. And this was very good because when we migrate the model, we saw the same results as we had before. Then we, we were certain that we can write a paper because uh, without that, we could write the paper, but who gonna really review the paper? And th that is a level of science, like that it's hard to find real people to review your paper and say, no, your model is wrong, your model is right. People would approve the paper, but... It, uh, we, we know the limitations of science, and especially when we are in a very specific field. And that gave us the credibility to move forward with the paper, and we, we published that on, a, on an open source journal, and now it's available to everybody. And we trust that the model is very solid, and for sure, if you are going to modify new consensus, we're going to use that model and verify first if that idea is going to go. And one achievement from that is that now we plan to have double speakers on Neo, on Neo. Uh, If you see the blockchain explorer of Neo, you still see that sometimes the speaker fails and we have like 15 seconds delay. And with double speakers, we can improve a lot the stability of blocks. And our idea was that with double speakers, we could open the consensus for everybody. Because then uh, you can have one speaker and the other one can fail because you have two already now uh, with the double speakers. And that we could open for proof of stake for anybody like with a couple of news participating in the consensus. That was our idea, like to make the consensus accessible for everybody to have the experience of creating a block. But I'm not sure because the direction of Neutrip uh, switched a little bit. Now we have like a committee with 21 members, and I'm not sure if that's going to be possible to change before the launch of Neo3. So, but, uh, and also this improvement of double speakers is not something for now because Neo has other priorities that we need to solve to have a stable launch of Neo3 in the expected deadline. And the consensus that there is right now. It's working, but surely it needs improvement. And we believe that we contributed to that both for, for new and also for science because the mathematical model we, we, we were able to create and publish now, perhaps it can be used for other use cases uh, along the history. Absolutely. And the, the academic publication on the MILP um, work that you guys did was recently released at the end of the month. And our listeners can also go to the Neo News Today website um, and check out an article on that. Edge did a really good job of kind of breaking it down and talking about it. In that article, um, it was referenced that a lot of the work that you guys are doing right now on DBFT 2.0 is carrying over to 3.0. So beyond these, the addition of new speakers, what might be some other minor... Um, so, sort of simpler to understand things that uh -huh. the Neo community can understand. Um, uh -huh. what, what else has gone into some of that work that's going to help get DBFT to 3.0? There, there are some, some, it's, it's, I don't know how to explain that exactly, but there are some synchronous conditions that we use currently 
in order because we have recovery mechanisms, we have uh, when a node is out. Because who are the Byzantines? It's not someone sometimes that is real malicious. Byzantines are network delays. Uh, Byzantine nodes are are uh, energy problems. Are many many software problems. And nowadays, in order to reach consensus, and we have a change view mechanism, and this change view happens when some some of these conditions, uh, when we have network delays and agreement is not reached, and but some nodes can be dead for like some couple of blocks, uh, energy energy could have dropped, and we have some synchronous conditions that can improve. We we believe that when we change view, we need to send some proofs. And although that's very bad because that we we use more network uh, band bandwidth. Mm -hmm. When we change view, uh, in this study we did, we believe that when you change view, you need to send mathematical proofs and proofs of what you agreed. So when a node say, "I want to change view, I want another speaker." Sometimes you should send all the information that you signed, and th there are some assumptions that need. Th that's what we discuss in that paper because we can say that the guy signed it and the information will not be lost, but that's not reality. The network is very complex; messages are dropped, and th that's why many people want to implement like asynchronous consensus on new, but there are assumptions that do not fit. Like our mempool is stochastic, is non-deterministic. We don't know how is the mempool of every node. And we don't know if that message is going to really reach another peer. And consensus nodes are not connected to each other. Consensus nodes are spread across the network. We, in principle, you cannot identify them. And that are some safety principles that we believe are very important for decentralization. Uh, even if the network is managed by entities that we know, that are principles of the topology that we believe should be kept for safety and for many other reasons. And we believe that maybe we, we, we should change some, some things on the consensus still to make it more robust. But that... that 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 will take time. <laughs> well, we're always lucky to have the the brains of you and your brother working on these uh, very complex and um, deep issues and considerations that come with the consensus mechanism. Um, and I'm sure that much like when I was an urban planner, we called it a wicked problem where you create a solution for one issue and then two new issues popped up. So I'm sure you're running into these, these sort of problems a lot. So I think um, maybe this, this question I already know the answer to, but you're, you're working on, on the next iteration of NEO's consensus mechanism. You're asking a lot of questions. You're doing a lot of work. So maybe that's something you're most excited about with NEO3. But maybe... Um, with the upcoming launch of Neo3 in early 2021, maybe you can share from your perspective what some of the biggest challenges have been for, for getting Neo3 to um, be ready for mainnet. Uh, 
uh, I believe that the, the, there have been some couple of challenges. And the interesting thing is that we are improving and simple things like native contracts, many, I, I believe the NEO community know about the native contracts, but having these native comp contracts running uh, as we want on the blockchain embedded requires a lot of testing. And that's something that some couple of years ago, people used to complain about new testing and still the code needs more testing, that's true. But uh, the safety of these smart contracts, native smart contracts, are being tested, and it's not an easy task. And it's it's improving a lot, and we have much more features now for voting. We have different incentive mechanisms, and I believe new new governance will improve for sure. And I want to see guys like you, Dylan, like running a committee node. I told this to Edge. Uh, I believe that you should be part of the committee. That that's going to be really interesting. You should apply for being a committee member, and 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 that that piece of code has been merged like a couple a couple of weeks ago. And I believe that you should apply to be a committee member because you're going to have like 21 committee members members that going to decide fees of the network, these other things. And I believe guys like you, like Edge, and many other com community members are perfect per people that that sh should be the committee. And I would vote for you for sure. And I believe new foundation should vote because most of the new holdings of the holdings of voting power that we have now, this come from new foundation. But I believe that you should be a committee member and I vote for that. We're talking about elections. <laughs> yeah, we were we were talking before before we started recording. We were talking about the importance of voting and how do you incentivize or disincentivize people to vote. And we've actually uh, I've had these conversations with the Neo News Today team about the potential for being a, a committee member. So who knows what the future will hold? Um, and, and I believe that that is also a source of income. Because if you imagine the gas price, uh, the, the committee member gonna win some 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 gas that is being generated, and you can sell this gas or you can hold that gas for like motivating other projects to use the network. Like as a committee member, you can uh, uh, for sure it's gonna take your time because first of all you need to understand if the fee needs to increase or not if things. So you need to study that. So. It's your time, so it's 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 it makes sense that you sell part of the earnings of that for for yourself for 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 assisting your time that you are spending on that. But the gas you are winning, you can also use to motivate other people to deploy contracts to use the network. And I believe the committee member is going to be an interesting thing that's going to come through on new three as well as new FS. Uh, I hope all these things work as expected because if they they work, we should after the launch of Nel3, we should start to create good example. And if all these tools we have, like Oracle, uh, NewFS did Oracle. Huh? So if all the things work as expected, like we have like Oracle's working, people can now connect to the outside world. We have NewFS for storing data, and the fees are good. It makes sense. 
And if we have all this work, you know, March, on April, next year, uh, we should start to create good examples. That's what we're going to do from our side here in Brazil. We're going to uh, create a, a, a private net, a test net for Brazil, for us to teach here in universities. Because even we know there's going to be a price. There's going to be a gas price for this transaction. But, I mean, if the system we are doing is going to work, that's a great step. That's a great step, and that, that's going to be the beginning of the success of Neltree. Awesome. I feel like we could talk for hours and hours. We only scratched the surface with consensus mechanism and, and governance and the future with Neo3, but I want to be cognizant of our time. So I want to thank you so much, Vitor, for joining the Neo News Today podcast. I've been, this is an episode I've been looking forward to for so long. <laughs> it's always great to, to see you. Um, I think the last time we saw each other, we were doing capoeira in the streets <laughs> so I look forward to um, having coronavirus subside and, and getting the Neo community back together once again and, and seeing you and your brother and, and the rest of the people in the ecosystem. So I just want to thank you so much for, for coming no, on the I podcast today. I should thank you for this opportunity. It's always great to talk and see you with all this happy energy. And I believe that your contribution to the community is incredible. You can't measure how important you are to the community and to the image of the project, Dylan. Keep strong and thank you for this time. Well, I look forward to having you on another podcast in the future. Valeu. Cheers. Obrigado. Cheers. Valeu. Well, what did you think of that conversation? It was really cool to learn about Neo Research's beginnings and the team's history with some of the great representatives that Neo has had over the years. It was also interesting to learn a little bit about the year and a half long process that Neo Research went through while building and refining their MILP model. And it was great to hear Vitor talk about Neo Research's plans after Neo3 tentatively launches in the early months of 2021. To keep up to date with the latest in the NEO ecosystem, visit www.neonewstoday.com. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our channels on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, and or Spotify. And leave a five-star review if you feel that others should hear our content. Every subscription and review helps others learn more about the NEO News Today podcast and the NEO ecosystem. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the NEO News Today podcast, and we look forward to catching you next time. <laughs>